we're back. We are. We are sitting here on what I would call a blustery day. Extremely crappy weather in Seattle. Extremely crappy. It is. It takes a lot for Seattleites to complain about the rain, but today it's, it's too much rain. Too cold for shorts. That's that's how bad it is. That's how you, that's how you know. Yeah, I was wearing a raincoat and now I'm I'm still wet. So yeah, I, I think we should start with the cover of this book. Well, I think the most impressive thing about this cover is how much we spoil one of the sequences inside. Library cascot library cascot mage match. Well said. <laughs> so so spoilers. Library, there's library, going to be a library mascot library cage match mascot at cage some point match. in this. Do you like the cover? I do like the cover. I think it's wonderful. I like I like everything about it actually. I even I like the Terry Moore quote on the front. Uh -huh. Barnes and Ambaum are in a league of their own, and, and then I think it's like at the beginning of that quote somehow he talks about what a crappy league it is what a bush yeah. league it's like it is not true that Barnes and Ambaum dot 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 and there is his introduction at a few pages in yes he was nice enough to say nice things about us Terry's a very nice guy well he's well, a sweetheart he is a sweetheart he has the driest sense of humor like I don't think I've ever seen him crack a smile what are you talking about he just drops these little bombs and just keeps going he gave me the, he, he gave me the chicken that poops uh Jelly beans. Remember? But did he smile? He did. Right. He said, "Oh, here I thought of you." I, I, well, I can't do Terry's voice. It's a very southern. It's a very, very, very yeah. They're Texan. Slight southern he and, lilt to he it. And, his lovely wife and he said, him. "He said I, I thought of you when I saw this." And he wound it up, and it just started jumping across the counter of his house. I think you've already told the story, but you love it so much. I do. Pooping. Did I mention pooping jelly beans? Robin is uh, of the two of them. Robin is the publisher, so she makes all the business decisions, and he just he just makes the damn comics. And she's one of my business mentors. Like whenever we're in some some uh, pickle. I give her a call. And and uh, Robin, if you ever need to um, do Robin more a favor, get her an Uno bar, U-N-O, the candy bar. She loves Uno candy bars, cannot get them where she lives in Texas. I did not know that. That's true, yeah. Right. I brought her a box of them one time at okay. Comic-Con. Let's begin with page six, which is actually it, the first page of strips. I think it's the Uno. So here, a giant visual change, because, do you know why? It's either the candy bar or she likes to eat the card game. I can't We've remember. moved on. What? We've moved on. When, since when? To a visual change. Do you know why there's a giant visual change? Uh, is it because you tried to draw Steve Jobs? No, I started drawing on the computer. Oh, really? Yeah, so up to this point, I've been drawing with pencils and a brush, uh, the old-fashioned way. I would scan it and, and bring it into Photoshop. Not anymore. Not anymore. Actually, after this point, I, I hardly ever draw on paper, except once just to prove that I can. I should maybe turn off the sound on my phone, or you should. I think that was me. Okay. Uh, you're making a lot of noise there, buddy. Ka-ching! Ka-ching! Um, anyway, so I started doing the computer for a while. I drew in an app called Sketchbook Pro and then would bring that into Photoshop. And then eventually I just gave up and started drawing in Photoshop. And now I'm sort of reaching another... After drawing on a Cintiq, which is this graphic tablet that's also a monitor, for many years and drawing in Photoshop, finally a really good replacement for the Cintiq has come along, which is the iPad Pro with pencil. And would Gene you, and I were, were you stop salivating... About Earlier. No, what did you say? You said you said that if I had it might be the magic thing that can teach you how to draw. I'm always looking for that magic pen. Yeah. For a while, it was a device. pen that would like help you write better, and uh, then it transformed into something that would help you draw better. I'm gonna have to go down to the Apple Store this weekend and, and just try it out. I'm not saying I'm a shareholder, but I am. <laughs> and and on that note, the first strip is about Macs. I think at this point you had a Mac, but I, I still didn't. No, I think I did. In fact, I was working at Microsoft when I, I wrote this. Did I have Macs first? Yeah. Is that possible? Yeah, you got an iBook. Wow. Yeah, and it was it was this hateful sort of two operating system company world for the two of us for a long time. But then I, I gave in, and after the iPhone came out, I got an iPhone, and very quickly all of our family computers became Macs because they are better. Oh yeah, well I'm a shareholder. All, right. all right, all right. So you wrote all these computer programs. Oh cat! Oh, your cat just tried to kill me. Tokyo, Tokyo. Jeez. I said to wait, wait Jeez. until after we were done. Podcasting. You know you can clip those claws. They don't have they don't have to be. You feel free. You feel free. <laughs> 
If I could duct tape that cat down. Look at him. Looks, this is where I've already duct taped around the base of his tail. That's why there's so much fur missing. So this is uh, this is me riffing on different computers that one could could use, and I've probably used all of them at one point or another. Should we, should we we're, we're just we're just gonna podcast uh, wait, your insane cat now, aren't we? Get him over here. Hold on. All right, there he goes. Here, wait. This is what happens when you squeeze him. <laughs> All right, that's gonna be my new ringtone or something. <laughs> you literally just you literally just squeeze that out of your cat. He does every time I give him a little hug. He goes, that's that's oh. cats for I can't breathe. <laughs> is it? No, yeah. he loves it. Yeah, he loves it. <laughs> Poor cats. Cat, it's bad enough that they're cats. Like, they already start off at a disadvantage, and now they're your cats, so that's two strikes. <laughs> I have the greatest hobby with it. Have I showed you this? Right. I let him smell things. We have to wait till we have our visual podcast. Well, okay. I, 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 I've posted a bunch of pictures of Tokyo. Tokyo, come here. Come here. Smell it. Smell it. And? And then what happens? That's all that happens. Is that's a great it. trick. He smells it and he that stops. Is, that is a great trick. I can't wait to show that to my friends. All right, do you have anything more to say about these first two pages? Because if not, I'm going to turn the page. Second page, I don't know. Oh, the HR lady. No, no, not really. Third page. Page, so eight, page eight now. I actually really like the sequence where, where Dewey gets ordered that he's not allowed to carry books around anymore. Well, it's not that he's not allowed to carry books around. He's not allowed to uh, shelve them or even touch them, right? And they overly specify that he can't touch them. Right. Well, in this one, like he's he says, I'm literally not allowed to pick it up. So he's apparently gotten some very... Firm orders, I, I was, and he's delighting in it, of course. I think it's less work. The librarians where I used to work were told by HR that we couldn't actually shelf books. I remember that. Yeah, it was very interesting, and some people were really mad. I was like so excited. <laughs> <laughs> really, fantastic. I love him walking over the lady's book. I love him not helping the people in the third strip on page eight. Yep, it's fantastic. And then, and then the other person, Dewey really respects rules. You say you're an expert on people. It's that's fantastic. Nice. That's a nice line. I like the next one too. Buddy's working his tail off. Uh -huh. exactly. And there's, and there's Buddy holding his hand. That's a nice male moment. It is. She's it is. unable to utter a statement of fact that is not immediately uh, contradicted by the people or events around How her. How is Buddy's tail reattached, Bill? Needle and thread. Okay. Needle and thread. Next page, we go to vegan root beer can, can we just admire Dewey in his director's chair? Nice. Okay. Vegan root beer float. You ever had one? Oh, I'm sure I have. Not good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tofuti is an ice cream substitute is fine, but uh, yeah. that's not good. Yeah, this top of the page, Mel is being you. Wait, wait, wait. Still, we're still not okay. the vegan thing. Well, uh, yeah, it says the next page, but it's all right. So we're the, still on the, nine. The, 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 third, the third one, there, uh, there's this Korean ice cream cone I bought. And you buy an ice cream cone, it's like in a package, in a, in a like like freezer. freezer. No, I, I don't know what it is. It's an ice cream cone, but it's, like, it's, in a, it's in a freezer, but it's in a package. And I, we took it outside, and we were all just talking, and we realized it wasn't melting. It was Korean ice cream. I don't know what it was to this day. It's still there? Yeah, as far as I know. And here's, here's Tamara saying, I refuse to benefit from forced insect labor. Which well, is vegans in a nutshell, as far as I'm concerned. So today is December 10th, 2015, and today I saw that uh, Mattel just released this battery-operated car that is, get this, driven by crickets. Really? Have you seen this? And then you eat them afterwards. No. Well, you could. Yeah. But, but it's driven by crickets. So you put a cricket, you have to get a live cricket and put it inside the car. And then, and then, and then, as and the cricket then, goes and are to the, the vegans, left, unhappy about this because that's forced labor. I immediately, I immediately texted this <laughs> to my friends Liz yes. and Richard, the vegans, and uh, and and they were they were immediately disgusted by it. But I, st I I'm like, and I was like, I'm going to get the cricket farm when it's commercially available, so I can raise my own crickets for food yeah. in my house, and then use them for power. It, it's well, like the Matrix. Well, no, 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 the batteries. <laughs> it, it's not, it's not, it's not cricket powered. No, oh. it's just driven by crickets. What's the difference? Well, oh, they steer. Yeah, they steer. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's, it's dumber than using it as a battery. So, so it's not forced labor. In fact, what you're doing is giving them agency. 
<laughs> like, like, and what it says in the finally a cricket has a choice of what to do in its life turn well, left or turn right if it goes left or right yeah the, the card goes and then if it hits something it immediately backs up to go around whatever the I don't know how this is supposed to work it's 35 bucks I, I, I'm i desperate to see one of these things <sighs> and I live pretty close to a Petco so I can get crickets pretty pretty quickly page 10 it is, it is my birthday next week okay. I may have to go get one fair enough page 10 a second strip do we? Well, no. I, 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 think first, right. I think the first one is me. Okay. She was, it is she, you. She's not I said that already. You just said in turn. Mad tofu disease. Mad tofu disease. Mad tofu disease. This is why I don't eat beef. Yes. Mad tofu disease. Uh, the second one, somehow Buddy is sweating through his costume. That's how much... He's actually filled it with water and it's saturated. It's just like your basement. That's pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, third one... Uh, Mine. My, my joke. That's that song from... Uh, Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs. Dogs. It's not. I mean, yeah. It's, which I just it's in got, Reservoir Dogs. Which I just watched with my 13-year-old daughter. Oh, that's sweet. It was great. She actually she actually put the iPad down and quit watching YouTube wow. to pay attention to it. And then she wanted to watch Pulp Fiction, and she didn't hold the iPad at all during Pulp Fiction because wow. I was like, "This is very narratively complex, measure. and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna catch yeah. you up to this at all." My children don't have iPads. Have they watched Reservoir Dogs? No. And Pulp Fiction? No. They should. We're, we're different than you. <laughs> <laughs> By different, I think you mean better. Oh, I definitely mean better. I thought, I thought that was completely clear. Was, was I untransparent in any way? Bastard. So at the bottom is this thing about Dumbo. This woman complaining about it. Then the reveal is she's complaining about this movie she couldn't handle, and then it's Dumbo, which is the most harmless movie. But actually, Dumbo is widely considered to be pretty racist now. Dumbo? Yeah. I haven't seen it yep. for a long time. So what, what is bad about Dumbo? I think it's the birds. I think the birds are the... I don't know. There's just a lot of there's a lot of animals who are essentially racial characters. Huh. Is my understanding. I don't know. I also haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, I don't know. So it's a strip. A strip becomes less funny when there's actually something to complain about. So there you go. Well, I, but I've heard Dumbo was very upsetting. I think I think somebody told us that Dumbo was very upsetting to them. I don't remember. If it, was it was it your son? No, it wasn't upsetting to him. He's never seen it either. Okay. But, but I mean the fire and everything else like the. the I haven't seen it so long. I all I know is it's about. Guy? I've been on the Dumbo ride. Really? At how was, how was various that? Disney. Is that, is that it's still the best part of my life. Okay. Uh, page coffee. 11. Our first coffee sequence, I think. Page eleven. Coffee, but not our last. People in line at coffee shops annoying. That's true. Yes. Okay. We hit. We hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, right? I think we really tapped into it. Right. I think. Um, so at the top of page twelve, ironically, Dewey is mocking the guy who doesn't want a coffee cup lid. I want. I want several years you later on your li on your leaves there. That, Thank you. They're nice. That's they? nice. They're, they're, they're blowing. It's beautiful. Uh, they're, all, uh, they're, they're all blowing the other direction. Dewey's but. complaining about the coffee cup lid, but in a couple of years, he will be the one complaining about coffee cup lids when we do the great coffee cup lid challenge. 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 To which come. Is a little spoiler. It's a teaser. It's a teaser. It's, a teaser. it's, not, a it's not a teaser. It's a teaser. You're right. It's not a spoiler. Um, I'm looking at I'm looking at the third strip on page twelve, and I realize now we did it wrong. So the, the, each person is, is complaining about their own thing and liking what the other person have, and then we just say the obvious thing, which is they say, I want what he's got. And what they should have done is just traded and walked away and been perfectly happy. No, that's not how it works. I, I don't think you've ever worked with investors in the library, Bill. Okay. They just complain. They oh, just, they're investors? They just complain. Investors are complaining. You can tell. For, I mean, I assume those people, do those people still hang out at the library, or are they finally switch over to the internet? I have to say, you know, like like when I work reference desk uh, shifts once in a while, yeah, it, it's so strange. They come in every day and they look at the physical paper. I think, but, mm. but it's like it's like all the old people. I think that mm. whole, like, it's, it's honestly old men. I've never seen an older woman. You and I are there. 10 minutes from being those people, just to be completely clear. Yeah, but we're going to get it online. We're going to get the info online. That, that's going to be us. Well, but by the time we're getting online, that won't be the cool way to do it. Probably not. They're like, you're not doing a direct cerebral, cerebral connect? Something like that. Old man. Page the, the hollow lens isn't doing it for you. Page thirteen. Oh, we're we're all supposed to come out from the desks. 
remember where this happened. Yeah, I found this to be confusing. You're supposed to roam. Supposed to roam. Supposed yeah. to roam. Which, which I, I think uh, the bottom on page 13 was our favorite. Uh, well, that's one of those strips that it doesn't make any sense at all. I'm a librarian, not a buffalo. Also, I'm the perspective in that first panel makes no sense at all. This, uh, those two <laughs> things are coming. Is Colleen tying herself to the desk? She is. What yeah. is she tying herself She's to? She's anchoring herself to the probably the bookcase behind her. Oh. I guess. It's very confusing. Um, in the second strip, the last panel, Dewey's holding a crowbar and he says, I'm already connecting people in a new way. And of course, what this elicited was complaints by people whose like uncle died in a crowbar injury. There's no... There's no joke you can no, make no, like no. this. We, we also got the nail gun, but we did get a crowbar. Did we get a crowbar too? Yeah. I, I now have a crowbar on my key ring. That's how insensitive I am. God, don't you know somebody's yeah. uncle? Page 14. I, I love the what was your childhood fear sequence so much. You like Mel's response? I, Mel's is I like them all. I like, I like young, young Dewey working in a fast food restaurant and little Nettie with his British schoolboy uniform. Uh, and and, and Tamara's just a monster. Her fear is a monster. It's great. It's good comedy. It's solid comedy. So, with the bottom page fourteen, we begin the reference survey. Reference survey week, which I you did not believe at first that we actually. I made, still don't. Essentially, don't. Believe. We made mark. We made hash marks on Excel spreadsheets that were printed out. And and the purpose is to sort of find out to what degree and in what way people are using the library for reference services. Not not to what degree, but yeah, maybe to what degree. Yeah, right. Because you're trying you're tracking quantity as well as some classification. In some strange classification. And my favorite thing is that you go to all this effort to create data like every six months, by putting people into categories like uh, deep, what is it, deep reference? Deep reference. In-depth, in-depth <laughs> reference. I say, I say as a profession, we're going to call it deep reference. Okay. So you do deep reference, we have and then six like months zone. later, deep, deep reference. reference. Um, and then six months later, you come up with entirely new categories, so there's no way to correlate. Or you speak of just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, enough that you can't like graph one year versus the next. No. Well, you, you, you well can, but, you, then you, and, but then you do it anyway. <laughs> That's the secret, Phil. Okay. All right. 15? Page 15, third one. Uh, I wish we had not objectified women in quite this way. I wouldn't do that strip again today. Dude, it just looks like we've been to Comic-Con, and we just, like, we ran out of Comic-Con. I know. Merv brought his cousin to, to, to inspire questions from people. It's not, our, it's not our best work, is all I'm saying. What is she doing tonight? And Colleen is I like Dewey's shirt. Sure. You think we could sell this? Go away. Yes, like, like, I think we sell, could. Sell but do you think they could wear it at work? <laughs> yes, okay. yes. I'm gonna. I, I've heard yes as long as it has a collar. It's sort of the opposite of the free hugs, yes. or maybe it's the same in in terms of what it actually inspires in people. Because yes. a guy wearing a free hug shirt, you kind of want to go away from that too. Oh. Who's who sells free hug shirts at comic shows? I don't know. Like bad, I don't, bad, bad people. If people showed up and they were just drawn on with like a sharpie, I would understand the free hug shirt. But the fact that it's, it seems to be printed by somebody. Is the mystifying thing. Yeah. What do you get for a free hug shirt? If you're lucky, free hugs. Nice. Thank you. 16. Do he zipping up his, his zipper? Based on a real life incident. <laughs> you're not going to believe what this happened. This is some to me. cutting edge stuff. Tell me the story. Okay. I can't even, I I can't even, I can't even guess as to what happened. I was behind the reference desk. Yeah? Yeah? And my fly was down. No. Nobody told me. What happened? I turned around and zipped it up. Oh my god! Although that's, after, a, that's after, an amazing after story. After I turned around, I wasn't sure why I turned around. So nobody, <laughs> nobody noticed in the first place. <laughs> nobody could see. It's just what you do. Yeah, that's what one does. Now what I like to do as a test of my, my coworkers is I like to I like to keep it open with toothpicks. Now you just show up without pants and nobody notices. <laughs> that's right. People have trained themselves not to look. That's only on days when I'm, I'm not working. Yeah. Oh, uh, false teeth in the, uh, the Lost in Town. I'm really I'm appreciating in number seventeen at the top. We do we actually do two endings, and I really like that. So we do this ending where. Merv talks wordlessly. We see Merv running around with false teeth when the guy shows up, which is a great ending. 
And then we essentially have a whole second ending after it, because it's also funny. I'm sorry, am I boring you? I'm trying to do the guy with no teeth. All right. Oh, schlumpflug. Schlumpflug. All right. I think the joke in 17, second from the bottom, is supposed to be Mel is not listening to anything. She's enjoying the silence. Is that correct? Yes. Isn't that great? She's listening to the sound of silence. Finally. Who's Malcolm Getz? He is a Broadway show tune singer guy. Oh. I guess you wrote that one. You bet. I think I wrote the one below it. And we got a nice we got a nice email from Audrey Niffenegger after we ran this. Oh yeah. yeah. She's good people. Who's librarian in Chicago or was a librarian in Chicago Public. Was she a librarian? Yeah. Oh. Or maybe maybe at a school university library. She's my friend Allison's friend somehow. Ah. Yeah. Slower. Still one of my favorite books of all time. Really? Yeah. Still haven't read it. Yeah. Should. I read her, uh, what is it, The Night Library? You know why? Because she's your friend Allison's oh, friend. The, the Night Bookmobile. You're a bad friend of a what friend. Was that, what was that book, The Night Bookmobile, that she did? Did you read that? I don't know. It was pretty cool. It was like a graphic novel. Okay. I'll read, I'll, let's say, say your last name again. Niffenegger. Niffenegger? Yes. Yeah. yeah it was good it sounds like a D&D monster, doesn't it? Niffenegger. What would it do? I don't know. It just sounds like one. That's plus 10. Yes. It has plus 10. 10. No, just plus 10. That's plus 10. Yeah. All right. So I guess Merv in the next uh, page, we're on page eighteen now. Merv wants to use more, wants more computer time in the library. Well, I like the, I like Dewey giving the guy earplugs. That is good in the first one. I I was and I just imagine somebody going. He's that, thinking out of the box, yeah. vertical thinking. That's right. That would solve a lot of problems. Horizontal, it's horizontal, diagonal. It's diagonal thinking. But. Okay. Uh, so Merv hides in the library, and I got to experiment with gray tones and gradients, and it was pretty nice. Nighttime, because it's nighttime. And nighttime is gray time. Merv at night. And the police show up at the top of the next page. I think I think this is inspired that, by that. By we're the, by we're running out of the time for these particular police to show up because after a while I forgot I knew I knew how to draw two specific policemen and they just became kind of generic. Oh look, they're still wearing the turtlenecks. They are. Yeah, I was on a run, and then like a year went by before we drew police, and then I'm like had to start all over again. Over lunch, you asked me you asked me what I would what, what comic strip I would create today yeah. if I had to start today. It'd be turtleneck cops. Turtleneck cops. <laughs> turtleneck cops. Bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> what you gonna wear? What you gonna wear? Uh, it doesn't go with your hair, bad boy. I'm turning the page. Wait, why are you turning lest the page? You, lest you sing anymore. Why turn the page? Well, what else you got to say? You know, like 19, the right. book on debt management? I, I like it all. It's all good, but we don't have time for do that. Do you think anybody has ever actually checked out a book on debt management from the library and like changed their life? This is the sort of thing my wife would do. Like she, She's the person who says, I want to get better at this thing, reads a book, and then does that thing that it says to do. And if it doesn't work, she'll check out another book. She's living in a house of lies. <laughs> I think you are confident that she'll never hear any of these podcasts, but still. Yes, I still, I'm hoping. you're playing it. So page 20. Oh, it's the first Dewey-Cathy interaction that is not a, not pure desperation on her part. Yes, she's shown some backbone here, and it's really paying It's not backbone. Her. She's just coming in. She's actually being per- right. a person. No, it's yes. nice. That's, well, that's part of the backbone, is she's controlling her her obvious sort of uncontrollable lust for him, but she's controlled it, so now it's a controllable lust for him. And Dewey gives her some books. And she leaves. Helps her out. And, and, and as you know, when a librarian gives you books, he also... Gives you his heart. That's true. Uh, and I have to say, the last panel on page 20 is a nice panel. It's a nice little pose there. She's got her elbows on the table. That's that's a hard pose to pull off, but I, I nailed it there. That is. 21. This is definitely a Ferris Bueller's Day Off reference at the end of the top of the panel on page 21. What? See, behind oh, Merv, Merv, it says, Save Merv, Get Well Merv. He has typhoid fever because he doesn't go to school. Just like... Ah. Just like... Uh, Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. One of my early ideas for Dewey is that he had a big streak of Ferris Bueller in him, and that, that has not really been the case, but Murph has served that purpose for me. 
I like the second one. I like the computer victim there. Uh-huh. Delete. <laughs> they said you'd help me. No, what they said was, do we, you deal with this one. I like that. That's a nice line. <clears throat> All right. Page Proud 22. We're to the organization chart. Yeah? Yeah. I got nothing to say about that. You know what's funny about organization charts in libraries is, is they don't really make much sense because we're not the military. And number two, uh, they're out of date immediately. Yeah. Yeah, and nobody keeps them up. Yeah. Yeah. I vaguely remember there was an organization chart somewhere that I saw. Oh. That's it. The person who can order you to, to, to throw yourself on a, a, a bomb does not exist in the library. Well, it's like the person who has authority over you is like three steps to the left, maybe up two, right? Okay. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense. You know what? I pay your tax dollars. I have authority over you. No, that's not true. Yeah. I like Dewey having to order tomorrow's tea oh, on page so, That's so great. That's a, that's a really great one. It is nice. Yeah. And I also I also like the old lady. I really like the way you drew the old lady. I want to say, in the second one. In the second one, but well, that's just a nice panel. I really wasn't. I really was making good use of perspective. What happened to the to the the gloves? The video game gloves that were so big for a little while. Well, you could buy those. There was like an NES thing. I mean, I think it's got to be coming back because of the Oculus Rift, because of all the VR stuff that's now. Now that it's sort of relevant, we're going to need these other ways to control stuff. But but now you don't need the glove. You can use Connect. Is that true? Well, yeah. But you can't feel anything. I can't feel anything anyway. I'm numb. I think the gloves. I'm like, numb to these. I think the gloves electrocuted you. They went right into your nerves. Oh, is it supposed to be haptic? Is it supposed to sort of? I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. I bet you can't feel much. So, so in remember Snow Crash, the Neil Stevenson? Yeah, movie? I've read the book many times. So, how did you get the feedback in Snow Crash? Were you wearing like a wetsuit? Yeah. And you, had you, to, you wore various levels of things. There was something you had to put up inside yourself. I remember. That was <laughs> you didn't have to, but it made it. It made it better. It made it better. <laughs> yeah, I've tried it both ways. Always better. does. Um, so the bottom page when they talk about VR, they don't talk about that very much. At the bottom of uh, the third strip in page twenty-three begins. <laughs> spoilers now. The library mascot cage. My other cat is tapping for some attention, Bill. Let's see what happens when we squeeze her. All right. Hold on. This is Maple. She's gonna reach out and she just smells the microphone Nothing harder. Happens. Nothing happens. See? But she really sniffed harder on this. This is a huggable cat. See. No. Well, she's also razor clawed me. She she just clawed me too. I used to like cats, and then I met your cats, and I don't like them anymore. They actually ruined all cats for me. I just, you know, I don't mind scooping the poop out of the box, but I just can't pick it up with my hands in a thin plastic bag. It's, that's where I come down. That's okay that you're not a man. I just, that's fine. If that makes me not a man, then, then I don't want to be a man. All right. You're not, believe me, you're not. All right, perfect. Yeah, we're settled. Page 24. Uh, okay, so so now here we are. They've. They, oh, it's library mascot cage match. It's, and, and I actually forgot the details of this. I hadn't read it in quite some Buddy's time. Buddy's been sued. But not only does Dollar Town, one of their competing libraries have a book beaver mascot, but they had one before Mulville. That's right. 50 years ago. It doesn't look like a costume, but it is. <laughs> Where's that? I don't know. I just started looking at, oh, okay. looking at what he looks like. You never really see him, right? No, you never do. I think you um, drew him once. <laughs> I drew him once, and then I pretty much copied that exact picture onto the next page in 25, where we see the poster. Two beavers enter, one why, beaver Why leaves. is there a Piazzadora says read poster on my 24? What is that? Because he needed a background. What happened to Piazzadora? Well, haven't you heard Haven't you heard uh, Virginia Stanley's Piazzadora story? No. Well, I, I can't possibly relate it as beautifully, but <laughs> it starts off It starts off in Vegas, like at ALA, uh, with her going to see a Piazzadora show and ending up in a conversation, and then she sees her in New York, and Pia recognizes her. And Ends up in a conversation with her. They're all chatty now. They're all their buds. She's Virginia still famous? And Pia. No, but to Virginia she is. Wow, okay. Yeah. I mean, she's famous enough to have her own read post in the library. Let's get that out of the way. What, what Name a movie she was in. 
Oh, I have no idea. Was she in movies? Yeah. 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 I just think she's a celebrity. She's like one of those early famous for being famous people. No, but I think she was. I think she was. I mean, she's cute and she's sort of foreign. Well, she was adorable. And I mean, I remember her being adorable. Jiggly but... and you know, she she wears these jumpsuits. Jumpsuits. Well, what do you call it? It's like it's a one piece, but it's not a dress. She's got pants, and then she's got you know straps and. I wish I, I wish I could. She's explain. like ninety percent boobs too. So what's not to like? Adorable. What? What are you talking? We were talking about, about some someone else. No, I know exactly who you're talking about. No, Dude, I like her for her mind. My body mass. What's wrong with you? So at the bottom of page twenty-five, you really got to appreciate my training at the bottom of page twenty-five when he's 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 training with the little the, the thing you're supposed to punch. What are you? Oh, I'm looking. I'm he's looking. At, I'm looking at Ned on page twenty-four still. Yeah. I, I just like I just like a naked guy saying pro bono. That's just funny to me. <laughs> okay. Page twenty-four. <laughs> twenty-five. Okay. Uh, I like his little. I, I want. I, I really want a training montage here. If we ever like turn this into an animated feature, I like to be resenter, one be relieves. Thank you, Thunderdome. Welcome to Thunderdome. Beaverdome. It would be. It would be a, a Thunder Dam. Thunder Dam. Thank nice. you. Page twenty six. So my favorite part, actually, my favorite part of the entire sequence is this. Is this little thing where we cut away to Colleen on vacation. The last time Colleen was on vacation, the library got remodeled. And this time she's on vacation. And we never followed through on this particular thing, but I love it. She's on vacation, and now they're having a cage match. And just turns off like, the radio. Went on vacation, ignorance is bliss. Click. Love I, I love the two on the bottom of 26, which we're just kind of fill in for, for a few days, apparently. Well, it's nice, because time has to pass. How do I get a darker copy? There's a darker button. Mm -hmm. Nothing. And then the rude strip, which is one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, so then we have the library mascot cage match, and that leads us to... And it doesn't go well for Buddy. And so in the bottom of 27, I have well, buddy, buddy... But he's taking too many muscle relaxants. He has. Well, the other the other guy's coach said it would help. And Buddy's a trusting soul. And Merv has a concession stand, and what's he selling? Fresca. 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 As one does. He has the soft drink concession. I still hate that second panel on the bottom of page 27. I still hate it. You hate the second panel? I do. I do. I oh, hate it. because you can't... What's... what's? I always feel like I should be able to see tomorrow's eye. I just feel like it's warped somehow. Uh, Every time I look at it, it maybe bothers you're me. warped. I, yeah, no. I'm not... Right. I think the Apple Pen would change that whole thing. It really would. It's, it's, pencil. it's a pencil. Make sure you got the right pencil. thing. Pencil. Page 28. The Apple Pen is actually just a Sharpie. Page 28. Poked through an apple. An actual apple. Hey, is that a digital effect there, Bill? Buddy, wake up. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. It worked out well. All right. So, anyway, that, that's the end of the library mascot cage match sequence. That's it. Who he, won? He sort of wins. We all won. Okay. Um, page 28, the third panel, is me. True story. Here's the story. You ready? I'm playing a lot of Spider Solitaire. I'm not sure why, but I'm playing what, a lot of Spider Solitaire. What is Spider Solitaire? Solitaire? It's a version of Solitaire. Do you play with spiders? Yes. And what is it? And I play it. Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. remember. It was it was ten years ago. How do you know it was called Spider Solitaire? It just because it's written right here okay. in the comic strip. Right. I was playing it, and uh, and after a while, I'm like, I, I feel like I can't even win. This game would be impossible to win. And I actually go through the help, and it says not every game is winnable. And I really wanted to put that in the strip, so I did, and I think it, it's very successful because. He's oh. telling the story to Mel, and it turns out, turns out he was doing this while people were in line, which is a nice. You see my cat reaching nice up with her paws to get my attention. She taps me. Did you see that? We are never recording your house. I taught her to do that. Ever. All right, no cell phones mm -hmm. on twenty-eight, and then we go to twenty-nine, and there's a guy using his cell phone. Once, my family went to Hawaii to Maui. <laughs> is this a cat story? No, it's a cell phone story. Okay, and there was a Nextel like sales conference. And so everybody is walking along with those push-to-talk phones, and they're all talking. Oh, the ones that were like a walkie-talkie and yeah. a phone? Yeah, and they're all talking at the same time, and i just like, oh my god, I have to turn this into something. I have to get something positive out of this experience. So I wrote these strips, the push-to-talk sequence. I don't believe that. I think I wrote them. 
Yeah, I have a much better story than you do. <laughs> Tell me your story about going to vacation in Hawaii, my friend. Here's my story. I used to have a walkie-talkie when I was a kid. I did too. And I'm not saying you didn't write some of the walkie-talkie stuff because I have one too. Okay. Totally into that. So bottom of page 29. So, so, so the thing was, they had outlawed cell phones, but nothing else that you could use in place of a cell phone, even mm. though Skype was coming on. Is that true? Yeah, so I okay. kind of wanted to make fun of that. that. That's my memory of this. Which sort of a, a typically sort of the policy is a too specific. And it was way too specific. Yep. It was crazy, yeah, because it was the phone, but I was like, you can actually make a phone call on your DS now. And Mel says, at this library, we observe the spirit of the law, which, of course, is not true. No. Oh. Bottom page 29, our, my lap. our love letter to Astonishing X-Men number one. My favorite writer and my favorite artist. We, we talked about John Cassidy last time, how good looking he was, didn't we, for some reason? We did. But yes. we can talk about it again. He's a good looking man. Good I've never actually, I haven't seen John him. John Cassidy. I'm just going by your personal experience of him. Yes. Good he does. John Cassidy does a thousand, thousand push-ups a day. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> While he's drawing. He does. It's amazing. Well, he's drawing. He does them one-handed. He draws, he draws with the other hand. Amazing. Ambidextrous. On page 30, I just deeply love Colleen's advice on recovering data. Which is the exact opposite of what it should be. That's why it's funny. That, that you, you, have, funny. you have peered into the heart of what makes... I, I understand, but can you deconstruct this humor for me? It is impossible to do. Okay. All right, 30. So this is a little complicated, oh. this sequence. It, it, was, it was this idea that the, it's summer, and all the teachers are going on summer break. Mm. And so they're, they're kind of like bequeathing their kids to the librarians, which I don't know if actually happens, but effectively it happens. Well, it, well it, I think we took it from, wasn't, wasn't that uh, Douglas Adams thing, the somebody else's problem field, where you, where you, it's, it, you don't see it because it's, you, you perceive it as being somebody else's problem, so it effectively makes things invisible? Right. Yes. Right? I do remember that. So I think we took that from, this from that somehow. That I strongly doubt, but okay. And then, and then it was like, but then we use that for inspiration to have the teachers sending their kids to uh, the Mallville Library to have them misbehave. Well, and in the, in the third strip on page 31, we learn that it's because Dewey has not been treating Kathy well. That's right. He's a bastard. So he's a bastard, and now everyone pays for it. That's right. Uh, which it leads crashed, to a little bit of a Cold War. But you, got, you, you have to realize that, that his respect for her is growing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's a little bit, I mean, she's causing him pain and discomfort, and he's like, I like, I like the cut of her britches. Right. Or whatever she's wearing that he likes the cut of. And on page 32... Uh, well, we have the guy giving out all of his information on uh, on his phone, where everybody can hear it, which is okay. But then, then Buddy comes in with the Mad Cow. The Mad Cow. You think we called her Elsie, but I don't maybe. think we ever called her Elsie in canon. So maybe you and I just called her Elsie. Maybe, maybe because I think the last time we ever. Well, I don't know. I love that. I love that. Remember, remember our "I'm mad about reading" shirt. Well, I do. Do you remember our? So fight here's about, a couple remember, of remember our fight about it. Yeah. So. So the mad about it, it's it's the whole joke is a cow holding a shirt that says a, a, no, a book, and the, the she says in a speech bubble, "I'm mad about reading." It's pretty much what you see, which I thought was great. Which is really funny. We sold a lot of them. Yeah, we sold a lot of them. We did a pre-order, which we'd never done, and so we got the right amount. We sold them. So here's the first story. We sold them, and then the first T-shirt printer we used forgot to cure them, which is this process where they heat the silk screen. Oh, is that true? Yeah, and so they they essentially just shredded in the not the shirts, but the design shredded in the. Uh, washing machine. I don't remember that at all. Okay. Yeah. So we told this to the shirt people and they're like, no, I don't think so. And I'm like, literally everyone we sold has shredded in the washing machine. They're like, well, they're probably doing it wrong. Like they did everything they could. And then they said um, they would replace them if, if we got them all back. Oh, if we got them sent back. Yes. Yeah. I do remember and I that. said, well, are you going to pay to send them all back? And they were a little fuzzy on this whole thing. And after a while it just became clear they had no plan on following through. So we changed t-shirt vendors. And they missed out on something like 10,000 t-shirts printed over the next 10 years because they wouldn't replace this one order of 200 shirts. 
So okay. anyway, if you're listening, original T-shirt vendor, you really mucked that up. What was that name? I can't remember who they used to. Oh, I know we could. I know we could probably trash them, but they probably don't exist anymore. What's the chance they still exist? It was, probably, it was down in Soto, right? It was something like Seattle T-shirt. Company. It was down in the Soto. But I, I don't want to say it's that because that yeah, might yeah, be perfect. No, I, I, I think remember where it was. Um, so the other thing is that on the shirt she's holding a book, and it says, um, "Originally it's Cud a love story," which I loved. And I didn't, and I wanted to change it to Clover, a love story, but then whatever teacher vendor ended up using the wrong one anyway, so most of them do say Cud. Yes. Maybe the reprints say Clover. The, no, the reprints say Clover, but, okay. but I, I, I wanted one that said Cud, one, okay. a good one that lasted, so I have one that says Cud. Okay, good. Uh, uh, I like that moment. I, I kind of want to make that shirt again. That was such a good shirt. This, the thing is that, that Mad Cow Disease has really left the news. I don't know if you know this. We should, we should have that art ready to go for when it comes back. Okay, it is. It's ready to go. I've got it. Okay. It's a all file right. on my computer. Um, second strip on page 33. I love the moment of, of comradeship between Colleen. Colleen and the cow. Now, Colleen's, it's not that Colleen's dress had totally um, uh, solidified by then. In fact, just like three or four pages before, she's wearing something else. But nonetheless, there she is in her, in her sort of cow, <laughs> mottled cow. Yep. What's it called? Uh, 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 ha. Moo moo. <laughs> sorry. Wow. Oh, sorry. Quick. That's an unusual amount of wordplay for you, my That's friend. That's right. Yeah. Holstein. What? I, I've been but going. To, I've, is better. I've been going to the Brad Geiger School of Comedy you online. Have. Yes. Mumu is better. Uh, and then, of course, the third strip is a classic that we. The third strip is my is my attempt to encapsulate the difference between people who are a uh, a children's librarian and a teen services librarian. Children's librarian type. Yes. And teen librarian type. Yes. And, and the key is that if, if you look at the second panel and you can't see anything wrong, you too could be a... Because there is nothing wrong with you. Because you too could be a teen librarian. that's where you should be. And we even turned it into a t-shirt for Yalsa. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we donated them. Like the Librarians Changed design. Lives t-shirt. Yep, I still like that one. I think, I think they're still out there. I think they're still haunting. No, I sold them. I don't know. All right, so Grandma. No, we're done there. That's it. Oh, that's it. All right, we're ending on 33. Uh, may or may not be talking about Grandma next time. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, look, hey look, it's not raining anymore either. I'm going to run out to my car. My Bye. cats are gone. <laughs>